My name is Shannon Beer. I am a nutrition coach and educator interested in the consilience of knowledge across disciplines, including science, psychology, philosophy, art, and literature. The goal of this podcast is to bridge those disciplines and explore different perspectives in order to gain a greater understanding of myself, others, and the world around us. Enjoy the show. Today I am speaking with Fion Davies, who is a Welsh grappler and elite Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitor, the European and Nogi world champ, no less. And I thought I would reach out to Fion because she made, well, you're quite verbal in general um, on Instagram about your own experiences with your own body image and the impact that's kind of had on your life, but also what you would like to represent you know, moving forward as an athlete and as a person. So I thought it'd be really good for us to, to have a bit of a conversation about your own experience you know, as an elite athlete. So I thought I would start by introducing yourself um, and talk about maybe a little bit about your, your journey from judo to jiu-jitsu and how your body image has sort of changed over time. Yeah, so, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been training jiu-jitsu, it's going to be eight years in November, so I'm very specific with the dates there. Um, so it's been like a really large portion of my life now. Um, I, I started with judo as a child, so I was quite sporty. I, I always was more interested in the male-dominated sports for just whatever reason, um, like rugby, judo, I dabbled in karate <laughs> um, and I really wanted to do boxing too but was rejected um and I love the Rocky films uh so I did judo that was my main sport so I dabbled in other things dropped out of them and that became like the the one thing that I was like really into and I would train every every day and then on the comp on, on the weekends I usually compete so I'd like to do like five nights a week of training and then Saturday probably compete or Sunday compete and I did that for like, uh, like eight years on and off um, throughout my childhood from about the age of seven. Um, and yeah, I loved it. But in that time, like it was like a big portion of my childhood and into my teens, um, obviously starting so young, I did develop like a, it's a unique shape to kids in school. So um, very broad. Um, unless you can't see this jumper uh, but, uh, uh, compared to the other girls in my school and obviously people would notice and sort of not point it out but well they would um, <laughs> so that would sort of affect me and also the weight cutting in the sport would be quite prominent luckily my parents were very good in that they wouldn't let me cut weight um, my mother would always just it, as a kid you can just move up to the next division which like in jiu-jitsu for some reason some competitions don't allow that which I think is that's another thing um, but my mother would never really say hey let's cut weight um, but there were friends of mine whose parents would make them cut weight and then would push that on to me too sort of thing um, and yeah like just stupid coaches and just watching teammates sort of do those behaviors I didn't really do anything too bad until I was older but 17 was when I really started doing silly things to cut weight um but yeah, yeah. sorry that was a really long ramble <laughs> no, it's really like interesting to hear how you know you notice that your physique was changing due to the nature of the training that you were engaging in and this resulted in comments from other people um, that kind of drew attention to the way that you looked and I don't know if that had a, a positive or more of a negative effect on how you viewed yourself but how do you think that comments from other people affected the way that you viewed your own body? Um, I think if you just took all the comments away I feel like I would just be like, I'm, I'm sick. Like I'm so great because I, I, I was excelling in judo. I was really strong. Like I get comments a lot saying you're really strong. Like you're, or like even in judo compared to other people, I was told I was strong. Wasn't told I was very technical, but <laughs> but I was complimented on my strength. So that made me feel really good. But then on the flip side, when I would go to school, um, just having you know that getting to that age where boys become your obsession unfortunately um and when I look back at the boys I was obsessed with I'm like 
what was wrong with me? <laughs> but um, you just want to look how they sort of perceive to be attractive. And, um, you know, my friends start to notice the differences that like, I have these arms that are quite muscly, which I'm very proud of now. But, you know, no one else had muscly arms because no one else was... Um, even they were sporty but they were in a pretty way so they do athletics which is like running and, and they look nice still whereas you know in judo you're literally lifting people up and throwing them on the ground um so it was building a lot of muscle and I just didn't understand that and I think I just wanted to like wear jackets and I still do I still wear like baggy jumpers and stuff like not, not so much but you know, on days where I'm getting self-conscious, I'll still try and cover my arms. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you start to get comments, you start, the boys are starting to be like, you know, one of the lads, Fionn, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of difficult, getting challenged arm wrestles is a still current theme in my life on a night out every time. <laughs> so it's just like, please don't. Do you win though? That's the question. <laughs> I don't take part, but in school I was I was the champ <laughs> of my math class. <laughs> it sounds like you found yourself in a bit of a you know funny situation where you're being congratulated on what your body can do, you know your your functions, your strengths, whilst you're training and in that athletic environment. But then you notice a kind of mismatch between your your body in that athletic environment versus your social circles, where there's kind of you may feel pressure to, to look a certain way, you know, from these comments that you get from people. Um, how has that kind yeah. of manifested in, in your life? You know, that dichotomy between, oh, I want to be super strong and perform well, but also I'm getting comments on, on my manly arms. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I think, I, I wouldn't speak for like right now because I feel like I'm doing so much better with it now comparatively but at the beginning of my jiu-jitsu career like I think I would I'd cut weight as a way to sort of appease both sides so I think that sometimes girls will want to cut weight because it's genuinely this is going to be better for me maybe my body naturally should sit slightly lower so this is going to benefit me in the sport and in jiu-jitsu it's you'll step on the scale and then you go on to fight for most tournaments um there's like somewhere you do weigh in day before but for the most part you step on the scale you go into the bullpen you've got like 10 minutes max and you're going out to fight so to cut weight with dehydration is a really bad idea i've done it throughout all of my first year black belt at every competition i did i i would have walked cut about three kilos minimum sweat off which is the most stupid thing <laughs> you could possibly do i think personally um Part of that was I lost a bit of weight naturally just from, I, I moved from the UK to Ireland and I was training a lot more. Um, I, I was going for a breakup, so I was just training really intensely all the time, loving it, but I was dropping weight then. Um, and then I was like, oh, like now I'm smaller. I'm getting like comments on my weight again. And I've anyway, been through phases whenever I've lost weight or lost a big chunk of weight, people have made comments, people have uh, complimented that and again I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that like I like those compliments but when I gained weight those compliments went you know like and I was like oh like now I'm not now I don't look good like what's what's going on here and I wouldn't really think I looked bad bigger but you know again just constantly searching for that outside approval for some reason um so I think that kind of manifested in me wanting to be at that lighter weight category in jiu-jitsu so I'd I'm naturally about 61 kilos but I'd want to be 57 because for some reason I was like 57 is where I perform best but really it was 57 is where I felt I looked best and got <laughs> compliments about feeling weak so um, I was sort of like this is good for jiu-jitsu like I'm cutting to this lower weight category it's going to benefit me that was my whatever reason I tell people but I think I I liked looking lean I liked having the competition photos where you could see an ab and that's like well, not really, you can really say now. There was an ad line. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's hard to admit, but I do think that the, I did like the way I looked when I was malnourished and dehydrated. So, yeah. I really like that you used that word malnourished because that's something that I 
have um, spoken about before you know people would comment oh you, you know this person's so shredded and it's like are they shredded and lean or are they malnourished because it's really <laughs> yeah. to think about how we instinctively like compliment someone on weight loss without really understanding the context in which that weight loss has occurred as you mentioned you know training super hard because you're going through a tough breakup is that really something we want to to congratulate people you know for the outcome of that it's like it's not really coming from like a, a great place you know yeah. or illness as well like if you get ill and drop a bunch of weight you'll probably find that people compliment you and as you say what the, the um, kind of consequences of that is that you internalize, oh, people are taking note of my appearance. It's important for me to look a certain way and people like it when I'm lean. Therefore, of course, you're going to draw that association that being lean is a good thing, which can be problematic because when your weight does go up, as it will from time to time, depending on you know what's going on in your life, suddenly we're at that place where it's like, hmm, I'm not feeling as confident as I was before, even though I know, like, on a rational level, this is better for my performance. Is that kind of, yeah. does that sound a bit like, you know, what you may have noticed in your own experience? 100%. Like, it, it's, it can be, you know, in, in just as well, you're just surrounded by all these girls with the perfect body. Um, and, like, obviously, great for them. But it, it can be sort of, well, she, like, and everyone's cut weight, you know, everyone's like, oh, I cut weight, you should cut weight sort of thing, and I'm like, well, yeah, you're right, like, it's like, oh, well, you could cut, like, one or two kilos down, but then, like, it's such a struggle, and I just feel so tired, like, the way, I just bought that first year black belt where I was always cutting weight, and it would get harder and harder, obviously, because I would cut weight, and then the following week, I'd be binging, because I'd restricted myself, um, rather, and, like, rather than doing it over a period of time, which would have been achievable, like, I would have been able to cut that weight without any water manipulation, just dieting, just eating a bit mindfully, um, and being able to eat a lot, but I would do it the last week or the last two weeks, because I was like, oh, I can, though, like, it's easy, it's fine, um, but then, in the most recent tournament I did, or like one of the most recent ones, which is <laughs> not really recent, um, but it was at the Europeans, and I'd made a decision to not cut weight for it because my goal was the absolute. So um, in the absolute, you combine all the weight divisions together. And I was like, I'm not going to cut weight because it makes no sense to cut weight and then do the absolute. And in the past, I had done the absolute while cutting weight to help cut weight, to sweat, because it is usually before. Um, and it's been horrific. I've had terrible performances. Um, and then I did the Europeans. I got double gold. And it's not just that I won. It was, it was the way I performed. And I was like, are you kidding? Have I literally been, obviously I've improved, but also have I literally been killing myself, ruining my performance like to this extent? Because I didn't realize it was to that extent, but I felt like a different person and I thought, what about all those times last year? Like, could I have performed way better if I just believed in myself or, or I hadn't been obsessed with this idea of being smaller? And it, make, it makes no sense to, like, the way I say it, it's like, all my training partners are bigger than me, bar one or two, like, and they're girls. And they're not training every day in the day. So, like, I don't get to train them as much as I'd like to. So all my training partners, for the most part, who I train with the most are larger men who are about 10 to 20 kilos heavier than me and I'm making myself smaller there's this and I'm not naturally small so or like that small that makes no sense why would I not just be my natural weight where I can train hard with these people who are already bigger than me put myself in a better position to train with them because that's just the reality of my situation training wise rather than make myself smaller so that my training is even worse <laughs> and now my competition results are just like I had good results that year but part of me wonders could I have done better and like I think the answer is yes like if, if I was focused on the right things again long rant sorry <laughs> how did that realization make you feel um just frustrated with myself that I was still letting my appearance affect my professional like my professional life or affect something that I love so much probably because well, like, I don't really think of jiu-jitsu as my job because I just love it even though technically it is now like with teaching and, and things like that but um like just I'd let something that um kind of came from maybe childhood like with judo I'd let it seep into this new sport that I loved and I was kind of like 
like obviously it wasn't as conscious it wasn't like I want to be skinny so I'm just gonna diet it was kind of like a little thing where, well I do like looking real lean as well and I don't want to be lightweight I, I get embarrassed when I tell people I'm this way how ridiculous I don't want to be embarrassed like what I'm this weight like and like what does that matter um you know like I wanted to I wanted to be smaller and I wanted people to think I, I didn't want to tell people my actual weight on the scale doing like I was like what <laughs> this is just so strange um but yeah I wish it never affected my competition obviously I'm, I'm still happy with that first year um but like I'll only ever do the lighter division if I've dieted down to it and it makes sense to do it I won't be doing water cuts ever again for a jiu-jitsu competition so yeah <laughs> I think it is very easy to blame ourselves like you know oh why did I let this bother me why did I let this get in the way of what I you know should be doing but I think as you say it it isn't necessarily a conscious choice you know we are under like these influences as you say your childhood and your experience with judo and also just like these comparisons that you're like making on almost like a subconscious level i think all of that sort of feeds into the way that we act so it's not like a case of oh you shouldn't be concerned about this like stop letting it bother you it's like well actually i understand that there's a bunch of things going on here but now that you're aware of it now that you've had that realization it's like oh, okay awesome i can see how this has been affecting or potentially affecting my performance up until this point i've made that decision now that i'm going to actively try not to let that influence how i train or how i eat so now that you have realized that and you want to move away from you know thinking about weight cutting and looking a certain way what are you focusing on with your performance um so now that i've gone up a weight division it's like i've got all this leeway things like breakfast are a possibility <laughs> which I've never had breakfast before a competition um so yeah in terms of like I can just focus on my training um maybe I've used weight cutting as a way to sort of I can focus on that so I don't have to think about the tournament that's another thing which I just don't think I understand people want to do that sometimes I've heard people say that that what like no like that shouldn't be what you're focused on like obsessing over I, I've heard people say I was so invested in the weight cut and so relieved in when it was over, like when they finally weighed in and got into the bullpen, that they just started scoffing down bars, like like protein bars, and and like they weren't rehydrating properly, sorry, um, or that they didn't even care about the fights anymore. Like that's I've heard more than one person say that to me, and I'm like, well, I've kind of felt that way too sometimes. If I'm honest, I'm just like, finally, I can eat, and I'm. I don't think I've got a match into it, so I'm just there, like <laughs> eating snacks. Um, so like now I'd focus on just the actual competition, which sounds ridiculous. Like I can eat properly. I go home. I can eat lots of carbs, like a big meal, and just be like, yeah, that's that's gonna fuel me for the next session. Three and I don't have to worry about it because I've got a lot of leeway in that in that weight division where I don't have to be remotely careful. Um, like obviously I'm not like going to be eating pizza or like or anything like that, but just having human portion sizes, not child sized portion sizes. Um, and yeah, just being able to actually focus on tournament. I think that if you need something to distract you that much from the tournament, you need to work on your mentality towards competing. Um, I think you need to compete more. You need to get comfortable with those thoughts in your head because everyone's got the thought in the head of their shit. <laughs> like I'm just there like I'm shit I'm shit I'm shit and I'm like no I'm not <laughs> I wouldn't have entered this tournament if I don't think it was actually good um so I think that you need to address whatever mentality issues may, you may have around competing um everyone is nervous you know so you just have to get comfortable with those nerves and just know how to handle your own nerves you won't be you won't not be nervous people who say they're not nervous are liars <laughs> um or they don't care enough so that's more worrying um so I think that that would you know work on your mentality around it so that's what I would do is just because that was the actual question <laughs> giving advice to no one um but yeah I'd work on like how I'm feeling and like actually assess you know my mindset and things like that not just what 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 can I not have for lunch <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy how 
much headspace like thinking about food can have when you're concerned about making weight or even just trying to change how your body looks and it sounds like you've noticed that you know since letting that go you're now able to concentrate on what's actually going to have the biggest impact on your performance which as you say is things like fueling yourself well but also addressing your mindset and your mentality towards competitions and it's nice that you've mentioned how you know everyone has those doubts those criticisms that pop up but it's about learning how to work with those or learning how to address those um how have you noticed that or have you noticed any difference in your mindset towards competing since moving away from the idea of, of weight cutting and changing how you look um yeah like in terms of with competing i sorry <laughs> i was like trying to think um yeah just it's just it, it can be hard to not have that distraction in some ways um but my mood in training would be the biggest thing i would say is is affected so um obviously <laughs> you talk about teammates but your mood is still bad uh, in terms of like around the competition like obviously i'm quite emotional it's the week before i'm very nervous um uh, there might be a few shower cries you know you go to the shower and you're like <laughs> you just cry in the chair um but yeah, like, I'd say it's way less because I think sometimes when I'm just like, oh, like, I'm so sick of the diet or I'm so sick of just starving myself, like, I'm just, just not focused on the right things at all and and that can come out mostly in my training. So um, just feeling in, in a poor, poor mood where I'm like, I don't even want to do this competition. Um, whereas when I'm just, like, able to, now, like, I'll eat properly, I just feel like, yeah, okay, I might get emotional, but it's, I don't feel weak, I don't feel like my sessions are, are better like I'm having better quality sessions like I still get beaten up by all the guys but um like I'm having better quality sessions whereas my issue is not so much when I get absolutely bashed because that's a regular thing um it's more when I know I could do more but I just having a terrible session so I'm just so frustrated at myself and that would happen way more when I'd be dieting then yeah absolutely absolutely it's just interesting how you know even despite noticing differences in your performance like it can still be difficult to let go of those expectations and you know around dieting has we mentioned back at the start how you would get comments on your appearance you know during your time that training judo um points on your arms and things like that do you still get the same sort of comments in your social circles now or have you found that there's a difference well no actually it's quite nice when i go into the changing room this sounds really weird now but when i go into the changing room my group of friends i train with all the girls um <laughs> they're very nice about my arms they they love my arms which is <laughs> they need love <laughs> um but it's hilarious like it's so funny now how like you know like trends like obviously my arms aren't in trend but you know how as you get older and we've seen like uh do you know like the bikini models you know the fitness one they'd be the, they're on the stage <laughs> like i remember that being a phase and i remember being obsessed with those um and then it's gradually grown into women just wanting a big ass um <laughs> and like booty building and and the, you know at least it's more focused on you know, being a healthy weight and, you know, whatever, building muscle now, um, you know, that's sort of coming more into, not so much, I would say fashion, but like, you know, it's, it's more like, yeah, women should go to the gym and they should do weights. At least from what I've seen, obviously, I don't know if I was just on someone else's Instagram feed where I'd be seeing, but now I feel like there's way more emphasis on women getting in the gym and, and things like that and having an athletic body, um, even if it's just to have a big bum, but whatever. Uh, so like when I go into the change room now and it's like all the girls are like, oh, I love your arms and blah, blah. like, I wish I was like that muscly here and all this. And, and it's mad to me because I'm just like, what? Like, I remember it being this sort of awkward thing where I, you know, I'd go with my friends to like top shop <laughs> and I try it, which is closed now. How mad. Um, but you'd like put on your top and I'd be like, oh, I can't zip it up even though it's technically my size. It's my back. You can't and like having my friends zip it up and there'd just be that awkwardness of like you know like they wouldn't be like obviously i'm not saying my friends should have to compliment me but um you, you could just see it was that thing that it was a bit like oh that bad diff the sort of difference and um yeah like the girls now in jiu-jitsu are just very like 
yeah, I wish I had those arms and like, oh, I'd be doing better in my roles. You know, there's things like that where you're like, oh yeah, actually they are really good for jujitsu or like, you know, I'll see other girls who have a body like mine. Like I remember when Rhonda Rousey came on the scene and people were saying she was beautiful. And I was like, yes, she is. And I was like, for her body, she's got big arms. She's got a big back. Like she did the same sport as me. Obviously, she's Olympic level, so she had a much better body. But um, I was like, that kind of looks like similar shape to me. And people are saying that that's attractive. Okay, so I guess it's not as horrific as I was making it out to be in my head. And I'll see other girls with these athletic bodies, and I think they look amazing. And they're far more muscly than me. And I'm slowly able to apply it to myself, like, hey, like, you don't look bad. <laughs> or just being neutral. I'm not, I'm not into the whole, like, oh, like, I look amazing. I just think more, I, my body is great for what it needs to do. And that's as much as I care about it. Eventually, I'll be an old granny. So who cares what my body really looks like? But it's, it's doing well in the sport that I really enjoy. So let's, that's as much, you know, that I love it for that. And I don't need to be like... <laughs> I'm so hot, dream. Like I can just be like, it's good for its function. I'm I'm happy with that, and just leave it at that. Sorry again. No, very um, interesting things because I recently did like a, a deep dive into the scientific evidence, like on body image. Um, just mm. I was making a, a webinar series about it, and what you've said actually reflects some of the the research that I've been reading. So, one point was about how societal ideals have been shifting over time, and we are seeing the rise of the like athletic, muscular, and lean ideal. And no longer are women wanting to be like fashion model slim more and more women are wanting to be muscular and lean um it's not to say that that's like universal but we're seeing like that yeah. trend arising and it is in part due to the like objectification of women athletes and the rise in fitness advertising so it's really interesting how the attitudes towards your arms have changed over time <laughs> based on what's kind of on trend at the moment um yeah. and there are still some i guess issues with internalizing the ideal if people are taking it to you know be a super important part of who they are and going to extreme lengths to attain that but as you say it could be that it's a a healthier potentially a healthier pursuit if people are strength training and enjoying that for what it you know the other benefits that it gives them as well and you also said there that you really have learned to appreciate the functions of your body and funnily enough one characteristic of a positive body image is functionality appreciation which is having that gratitude for all the things that your your body can do yeah so you're on the wall what are you grateful for in relation to the things that your body can do for you um I, that like feeling like i've always been naturally strong obviously it's not been natural strong it's it's training but um like i've like that's what i've always been proud of and that's never really gone away it's like it's, you know those things you get told as a kid that just sticks with you like maybe it was i'm bad at math that was one of mine <laughs> you're bad at math and i'm like no, i'm bad at math and it, you have that like mantra in your head which isn't true you if you work at something you can improve but like i was always told from the get-go oh you're really strong and then i was like i am strong and then like i feel like i've always pursued things where like like weight training and, and rugby and, and judo obviously um where that was going to be beneficial um so like that's something I'm really grateful for because it's been such a huge benefit in in everything I've done physically like especially coming to jiu-jitsu such a huge benefit obviously training judo and, and having that physicality has really carried over really well um and it's allowed me to be able to get to a high level in another sport um so that I, in jiu-jitsu I've, I felt like I've had <laughs> this is so funny to say because I'm like you have no coordination but I feel like I do have like good coordination in regards to like guard passing and things like that um where she doesn't apply in anything else <laughs> but for some reason jiu-jitsu kind of does um and yeah like those are like the two main things I'd be really grateful for um uh yeah I think those two things I think the strength one mainly has always been like the biggest just thing I'm most grateful for I've never not been grateful for that uh, maybe I've been 
I'm grateful for how it sort of presented itself and how I look. Um, but now I'm like, you can't be strong, but look like a supermodel. I mean, maybe they are. <laughs> I need to fight one and find out they're really strong. But like, I mean, like, as in, you know, you can't be, it was to train to the physical degree that I can and look like that. And again, there's nothing wrong with not being able to train the way I train or, or and like looking like a model is, is, is great as long as you're healthy, you know, like, and you're happy. Um, <laughs> careful not to be like, you don't look good. Um, but yeah, like, it's like, you can't have one without the other. Like, I couldn't walk down a catwalk, <laughs> so five foot three, and they couldn't do a jiu-jitsu session to the degree that I can, you know, like, to the intensity. So it's, it's you you have to, those positive things you get from your body, you have to sort of take with them, whether that's your, you're much heavier than all your friends, right? You're, you've always been the biggest girl, and... Like this is just an example now. I'm just trying to think. And you, you're like, oh, this is so bad. But then you go and you do a judicity class and you can pin everyone in mount and they're not getting out. And you're like, wait, suddenly my weight is actually a huge benefit in this. And so it's like, it's flipping that. It's like, you can't, you wouldn't be able to do that if you didn't have that that body that maybe you weren't positive about or you didn't you didn't like. It's like suddenly now it's got this benefit. Dream it's just finding what, where you sort of slide into. There we go. <laughs> exactly like there's yeah there's pros and cons to everything so really it's about what do i want and you know where do my strengths lie and how can i utilize those strengths and as you say like it's very unlikely if you got a a fashion model on the mats that they would have the strength you know to the same degree as you just purely for the fact that a larger muscle is going to produce more force so yeah there is that you know that um, aspect there but then it's about what do I value if I value my own strength where can I use it in a way that's going to benefit me and that's probably what's drawn you to this sport and part of the reason that you're seeing such success in this sport you mentioned briefly there um as long as you're healthy and happy because again I'm, I we don't want this to turn into like a body bashing thing and that's not the the case at all um and obviously people there are a range of body sizes that can be healthy and with that, what does it mean to you then to be healthy and happy? What does that look like to you? I think for me, it's to have that sort of uh, that en- like energy. Obviously, just feeling energetic and feeling like you're waking up in the morning and you feel good, like after a night's sleep. <laughs> That's like basic, right? I think everyone knows that. Oh, I'm healthy. I can, you know, I can exercise once you know, like for an hour a day, even if it's just a walk and I can and do that health, you know, I can do that and I can function. I can wake up and I feel good. I can, um, whatever. It's just like basic things where I've just, you just feel good, right? Um, but then I think of things like healthy in terms of your mindset. So like having more food freedom, like I'm still, I still don't have that in terms of, I'm still there. Like I'll go to the kitchen and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have my breakfast. And I'm still like, okay, this is this much calorie. And straight away, I'm like, this is this. I know exactly all the calories. I've dieted or like used my fitness pal and things like that. And again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything wrong. Like, I, I count calories is necessary for some people. Like some people have to count their calories because um, maybe they've been obese and they cannot be a healthy, you know, genetically they are more predisposed, uh, predisposition to gain more weight. So they have to sort of be more mindful of their calories because they will naturally overeat. So maybe they have to, or they're trying to learn about foods. Um, but for me, I'm so hyper, I'm like looking at my kitchen, <laughs> I'm so hyper aware of all the things that are in, like all the calories that are in my food. I'm not just thinking, you know, I just make my breakfast and nice and I have my food and I feel good um I'm like obsessing about oh I can't put this in it because it's got loads of calories and like it's still there in my head and I think that just being able to like I'm just gonna go I'm gonna make a healthy meal like or like or a nourishing meal or like put some fruit in it or like oh I actually want to buy a chocolate I'm just gonna have it if I want it you know and like it's in moderation I'm not having a big binge here it's fine do you know like I'm out with my friends and I eat what I want rather than just thinking like just having that like argument in my head now I'll still eat what I want but the argument is there loud in my head like no like you're gonna you know, gain weight and I'm like well I prefer I prefer to sort of have this experience with my friends or I prefer to have this fucking brownie because <laughs> it tastes good um but the argument is still there so I'd say that that's like having a healthy mind would be more my sort of for me personally um, I think that's different for everyone but 
as opposed to, I feel healthy, I feel good, you know, I have energy. It's like sort of moving towards, especially with food and having the obsession with food for so long, um, for me would be like moving towards just being like, I'm just going to have this because it's good for me. I'm just going to have this because it's actually quite nice and sort of leaving it at that and not having that like internal back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting because I, I do think that, you know, if you've got a healthy mind and the chances are that a healthy body will follow anyway. And as you talk, yeah. you know, when you did feel super restricted, particularly up to a week up, the week after would be when you're binging because you're so restricted. Whereas the difference yeah. food freedom is that it allows you to think about, you know, what do I actually want right now? Yes, I'm aware that food has a bunch of calories in it, but I'm also chilling and hanging out with my friends and I want to have a nice time and I want to eat it because it tastes good. And ultimately at the end of the day, what's going to make me healthier, you know, or what's going to be more harmful if I eat the food and get on with my life? probably going to be absolutely fine whereas if I'm feeling restricted um, and having that internal battle maybe this isn't the healthiest thing for me um, but it's refreshing to hear that you know that back and forth is still common you know and I think it is an ongoing process and that's why I think conversations like this are important to just raise awareness and normalize these types of things that everyone goes through particularly in elite sports so I think um, it's been really helpful to hear about how, you know, your, I guess, body image has impacted your, the way that you, I guess, live and train, because it's not just, you're not just an athlete, you're a person, you know, and you have a life. Yeah. As well. um, something you mentioned recently on Instagram was about, you know, being a, a female athlete and the implications that may have for being a role model. So what kind of role model do you think you would like to be? <laughs> the tough question. Um, it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard because I don't want to be like, I want to be a role model. It's not so much like that, but I am aware that, you know, like I've seen like DMs or like I've talked to like parents and stuff when you see them at tournaments and things like that. Um, and they say, oh, my, my daughter looks up to you. My son looks up to you. Whoever looks up to you. And um so like I'm aware that that's a thing that happens like <laughs> like obviously jiu-jitsu is a very niche sport but within that niche sport um like in UK and Ireland like people would know which is funny to say but, but like you know like it would kind of recognize where I'm sort of thing um in this very niche sport <laughs> but um so I am aware there's like young people would look up to me um so I would want to hold myself as someone who doesn't trash talk <laughs> um who again has a handle of of their nutrition because there's going to be a lot of kids growing up going through similar things to me um you know maybe maybe their parents aren't the best influence maybe their coaches aren't the best influence so having someone like you know probably be like hey like i'm going to eat to nourish my body that's really important to me they can you know hopefully they're not 10 years old or something <laughs> but they might be <laughs> on their Instagram at 10 um, and they might see that and be like oh like okay maybe what I'm sort of learning here isn't the best or they'll, they'll bear it in mind so maybe it'll click into place later on in life like it did for me um, but yeah so just you know making sure that I've got a you know I'm, I'm putting out positive things um, there was like that that post about like some quote I'd said about, and it was about Kim Kardashian um saying that you know i wish more girls would look after athletes and not not like the kardashian but it wasn't so much i don't think it even said not the kardashians just instead of maybe and that wasn't like a dig at i hate the kardashians or that they're horrific role models or anything i wasn't trying to like i wasn't even really thinking about them i just meant they're a popular figure like for women i know this um and the people that lots of women would look up to them that's fine separate thing wouldn't it be cool if they also looked up to like these female athletes not like you can't look up to them just yeah people look up to them and they're popular and lots of people do wouldn't it be cool if these athletes were also popular in that sort of way maybe not to that degree <laughs> but you know what I mean oh, maybe, it's, maybe it's unhealthy to have anyone popular to that degree let's be honest um or idealized to that degree um but yeah I, I didn't mean it as like a and then most people would comment like oh fuck the kardashians and i was like that's not what i was trying to get get here at all like whatever you think of them is whatever you think of them dream but um i, I don't want to be a person who bashes women 
um, unlike obviously I've said things or I have thought things that has done that, unfortunately. Um, but I'm growing towards more and more towards not doing that anymore and just being like, you know, even in a group of friends and just like, oh, she da da da. And you're like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't talk. Like, she's like this. Or, and you just shouldn't talk that way. Even if it's like annoying or like has been rude. It's like you still shouldn't talk that way about them, you know, like using certain phrases and things. Um, so moving away from just even things like that, like in, in your private life, but just, you know, actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, actually, she's just not a nice person. <laughs> Dream, I don't need to be like, she's a bitch or she's a, you know, whatever. Dream. Um, I'm moving away from that. And yeah. I just think that that's the sort of, I don't want to be this woman bashing or Kardashian hating person. Like that's just not remotely um, what I want to be about. But yeah, it's just trying to be mindful of the way I behave. Obviously no one's perfect. I'm far from it. Um, and people will dislike things about me anyway. But um, yeah, I'm just aware there's kids watching. and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like you weren't necessarily questioning who we're looking up to but more so what are we looking up to people for and that was kind of what you were getting at you know rather than idolizing how a person looks whatever that look may be you know we're thinking more about what character traits does that person have you know what does she represent and strength is one of your main ones but also thinking about how you conduct yourself like professionally and how you interact with other people. Like these are the sorts of things that we should be thinking more about rather than just looking at someone for, for how they look. Um, so what kind of character traits would you say are important to you as a person? Um, hmm. I'm sorry people people ide- idealize and look up to and, and what they have. And I think, um, being, like, being honesty isn't the right word there but like uh, being authentic there we go um authenticity obviously not to a degree where you're like i don't know revealing too much about yourself maybe um whether it's gonna harm you but uh being authentic in what you say like if you do believe something just being authentic with it be open to changing your opinion like if you're gonna hold a strong opinion about about something be ready to change that opinion if you're gonna voice it so if i put something online that's my opinion and someone comes back with con- constructive criticism, not just like, you bitch. <laughs> like, that's not constructive. That's just insulting me. Um, but they come back with something that's a counter-argument. I'm like, I'm re- I, want to, I want to be, sometimes I'm on defensive, but I want to be someone who is open to that counter-argument um, and to be open to changing my mind. So I think that I re- respect that. I don't personally go around onto people's things, like arguing with them. I just don't think that's the best way to handle any situation. Um, but like if I was in a personal conversation, I would like be ready to, if I hold an opinion, be ready to change it, be ready to be open to any sort of counter-arguments against it. So I really admire that in other people. Um, kindness, I think is the the highest up there. Being a kind person, um, uh, and being brave. So being willing to talk about certain things and, and, and speak up for things like that. Um, those are all things that I look up to. Uh, not stepping on others to sort of make yourself look good as well. So I hate, I really hate trash talking. <laughs> um, I think sometimes it can be fun, like if it's like a little banter, and it's it's funny, like okay, but like you know when it just gets too far, it's just like it's just pers- like really personal things or like anything like that. I understand people are trying to draw attention, but I, I just I just don't think like I just don't think it's beneficial. I just. As benefit people like this grows the sport. I don't think it does. <laughs> I think that people look in at the sport and go, "That's embarrassing," and sort of wander off. Um, but yeah, so those are things I admire. Anyway. I really like that. You know, openness, like bravery, kindness, authenticity, humility. I feel like you represent all of those values. You know, really well. <laughs> you can't see that from looking at someone's body. You know, we're when we look at people and make judgments it's usually just based on their appearance but all of those values that you mentioned can't be represented by the way that you look but rather just the way that you live and conduct yourself yeah say so i think that you're representing those things um really well and it's i think it's super important do you feel any pressure currently like as a, an elite athlete in your sport to either look or behave a certain way 
Um, kind of, yeah. Like, I kind of feel like, do I need to, like, maybe not so much physically for me. I feel like I've always, like, I want to focus on, like, just just focus on the jiu-jitsu. Just, just do your best performance. You will get known. If you try to be exciting in your matches, um, you will get noticed. You will get sort of put somewhere. But I'm also aware that, like, um, sometimes, like, I remember, like, flows, like, doing a lot of coverage on me on my first year. Um, and that was quite intense because then you get you become flow like flow grappling is like the media site for jiu-jitsu like the, the biggest one and you become like flows flavor of the year or flavor of the month or whatever dream um and that can have a hefty downfall so they were like posting a lot about me and i i do think that it was they were just i don't know like it was just sheer luck dream and then and then there was that, like, I lost. And then it was just, like, people were, like, oh, like, screw her. Kind of, <laughs> she gives shit anyway. So, but, yeah, like, you know, just naturally, like, if you hype someone up and then they don't live up to the hype, which, of course, I couldn't, um, like, who can? Uh, then you kind of have that sort of downfall there. But, yeah, I do think that in terms of now so much, like do, what do I need to do like if, if I can try to be exciting in fights sometimes that goes unnoticed or like whatever like I'm not saying that you're like Ooh, um but like you can kind of be like brushed over it when there's like people who would chat you know like you know chat shit it's, it's more in the men's <laughs> divisions you see this the girls are all kind of like all right <laughs> hey how are you <laughs> it's, it's quite funny we're all quite friendly um uh, like, you know, aside from, like, a language barrier, maybe I just couldn't talk to someone because they speak, they only speak Portuguese or whatever language. Um, like, that's, I mean, we just go, and next smile. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I do feel like sometimes, do I need to start sort of, some sort of <laughs> verbal battle with someone to get noticed? Or do I need to, you know, it's becoming more, you know, just sexualize myself? I'm not saying that... Again, I'm not saying anything about anyone who does that to progress themselves. Actually, I can understand why you would. Um, and you, whatever tools you have, like people will sexualize you anyway, dream. Um, but like, do I, sometimes I'm like, do, is that empowering for me? Or do I just feel like I should do that because they're doing it and I'm, I'm seeing they get attention from it? Um, and like, you know, like I think if something's genuinely empowering for you, that's great. But that wouldn't be empowering for me. So, like, for me to do that would literally just be to garner some attention. So, like, I feel like um, sort of learning that as well. Like, I, you know, again, I feel neutral about my body now where I'm like, I, like, as in me as a person, I love myself. Like, I love qualities, of certain qualities about myself. There's certain things I really need to work on, don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm confident I'll work towards them. So that's why I do love myself is because I know that everything that I'm lacking in, I am going to work on drain and I am again trying to be trying to improve myself I'm not perfect but I'm trying to improve myself stream um but like in terms of how I look it's like it makes my it makes me good at my sport that's all I need to do I don't need to be like oh I love my whatever drain I don't have to be like oh I look amazing it's like no like I don't have to look amazing because I'm I'm gonna be a nice person I'm gonna be nice to my friends today I'm gonna have a laugh with them that's going to be like the main focus of that um so yeah like just making sure i don't give in to certain pressures like do i need to be sexier like i'm, I'm not a i don't see myself as a very sexy person do i need to be sexy does that make me feel good and I'm like actually it doesn't <laughs> so i'm not gonna delve into that whereas someone else might be like yeah i really like embracing my sexuality in this way i'm gonna do it and yeah it might benefit me but like that's just a side note whereas for me it would be purely just <laughs> I'm like right it's time to get the feet out <laughs> dream let's start selling these feet pictures to <laughs> dream like it would oh that makes sense kind of again rambled on there but um no 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 yeah. it makes total sense <laughs> and i think you've touched on a common misconception about having a you know what a healthy body image actually means and as you say it's not mm. about loving every part of how you look it's actually just about being comfortable and respectful and appreciative of your body regardless of whether or not you know you think you look 10 out of 10 you know, fantastic as you say you yeah or like yourself as a person and be dissatisfied with certain aspects of your appearance and that's okay like it's not about this false sort of love or anything like that and what you yeah. mentioned there is 
you kind of touched on having like these protective filters in place. So when you find yourself comparing yourself to others, as we all naturally do, you're able to think about that on a bit of a deeper level. You know, okay, I've got this urge or something's telling me maybe I should be concerned about how I look. But actually upon reflection, like I know what I stand for and what's important to me. And I can see that that's not appropriate for for what I believe in. Therefore, I'm not going to let that influence me. And that's what having a healthy body image is about. Not about, you know, loving every part or um, changing how you look or anything like that. Um, So it's been really interesting to, to hear about your experience. One question that did pop up. I'm kind of off topic, but you mentioned having a few poor coaches in the past. Um, And as a coach myself, I'm interested to know what you think the difference between a good coach and a bad coach would be. Um, So like I always think of like an experience I had before where I did judo, it was years and years ago, and I got really into cutting weight um, or like, I actually, that's probably the worst period of time for my body. Like, my body image improved drastically, or, like, my body, my relationship with my body improved drastically when I went to jiu-jitsu because I was just so focused. I loved it so much, and I've never had anything where this is, like, judo, but it's, I can do most. Like, I can do even more. There's, like, way less restrictions on it. Um, I feel like I'm quite good at it naturally, like, from the get-go, which, like, from judo having that judo background it really helped me obviously I was still getting beaten up by everyone but like I was like hey like you know I feel like I can excel in this um so that was where it improved mainly but when I did judo when I was like 17 was the worst period of time I had a boyfriend who was very obsessed with food um I did learn a lot about like what was healthy and what wasn't sort of thing um anyway I was but I was eating very little um I was like I'd had like one meal a day (laughs) of like chicken and veg and whatever and then if I ate a bar of chocolate which I'd get from the vending machine because I lived in the sports uh, facility I would like sneak upstairs go to the vending machine I'd get chocolate um and then I'd I'd, buy a couple bars of chocolate out of this vending machine and then I feel terrible I was like right I'm not gonna eat anything today now because I ate this chocolate which is insane and I remember I dropped to like 52 kilos um, and I competed at that for judo. And again, like as a full grown adult, I, I, I'm like 61 now. Like it was just, and I, I started off heavier as well. So I just dropped all this weight. Um, and I remember I, I walk up for that as well in the most idiotic way. Like just stopped drinking the, the week of, cause we didn't understand at all. Like there's no nutrition guidance. And this was for the Welsh judo team. No nutritional it just wasn't in the funding to have this nutrition guidance unfortunately for the sport um that was not uh, that was not in any of the coaches hands but um like it's, it's not so much that like my judo coach was great at teaching us judo it was more there was no because <laughs> the sport didn't have enough funding there was no nutrition coach for us at least not for athletes on my level um but like my level was still living in the sports facility and then I remember we would we all of us were doing this by the way we would have like I got a cup of water here like this is my drink for the day literally that's perfect actually sweat in session just drink that don't drink anything else next day okay this is my portion I remember a boy getting you know those mini cans of coke um he picked that up and said this is my this is my drink for the day instead of water <laughs> I was at least savvy enough to put some like BCAAs in mine and like <laughs> stir it up and we did this and I remember a girl that being like I'm actually going to do it like boxers do and she was um water loading and we were like that is so dumb like you're drinking all that water you'll be so heavy but she was doing water loading that she'd researched and she's actually on to something but that was a far better way now we were all fighting on the sick like again weighing in we had like an hour or so before we compete so it was a little bit longer but um you know we were still fighting on the same day but she had she was on to something in terms of she was like <laughs> she's trying to do it smart and I remember we were all like no that's stupid <laughs> um well we just had a little mini can of coke um I remember I was so I felt like such shit and then one of the people who was there um he was one of the coaches but he wasn't like the main coach he was like take these creatine pills <laughs> you know like a monohydrate like I don't know why 
it's like, yeah. And I had the worst cramps ever from dehydration. Just, just had these and just like, and everyone just, we all just thought that was okay. Everyone was like, yeah, that's fine. And no one was, no one was like, hey, this is a terrible idea. And I remember my mother just being like, hell no, like this isn't, she like saw me on the day and she was like, this is just not happening anymore. Cause obviously I wasn't living with her. So she'd only see me on weekends and she'd obviously notice a weight loss, but she didn't have, like she'd always be so good at that influence in terms of like, um, I was very lucky that she was a very, just very smart and that she'd just be like, there'd be other parents being like, oh, well, should she be eating that? Like, you know, she's going to be too heavy. She should, she go up away then. Drain, she'll go up. If she's too heavy, she'll go up to the next division. Drain, like, and it was that. And it was no, like, she never tried to make me cut weight. Lots of kids did, like, little kids now, like 10 year olds. Um, so I wouldn't say, like, there was, it was more coaches not, like, saying to do dumb stuff, just coaches letting it slide and just not taking that side of things seriously. Like, you're watching all these kids, I suppose, because they're mainly boys. It's predominantly uh, guys who who are training, um, and then like a couple of girls. Maybe they thought that, hey, like you know, they're guys; they're not going to have an eating disorder. Maybe they didn't recognize that these guys had, <laughs> or were potentially developing terrible relationships with food. That I'm sure still affect them to this day. I was very lucky that I had parents who never allowed it. They stepped in as soon as they know. They were like, "What you're too thin." why are you so thin and then when I moved back home with them and I, I ended up putting due I moved back with them I gained weight like straight away I, just, I, I gained lots of weight I got really into powerlifting randomly <laughs> they, they want to be big and strong okay that sounds good like that sounds something I'm into um so lucky I was able to like just get out of that mindset um and yeah like again I know it's not really on topic of the coaching but I feel like just letting it slide just not be like that's not a good behavior. Like straight away, like that's just not appropriate. That's think about what you're doing now. Just sort of just be like, Hey, it's fine. You know, like he's a guy. It's fine that he's only having a little can of Coke like this and that he won't eat today. But, and he's meant to be an athlete. Like, like how is that? Like, and then the next week we'd all be binging during, especially the guys. And they like brag about their like huge binges. Like oh, I ate all this food. And it's like, that's a, now I look back and I'm like, that's, you, you know, that's terrible. <laughs> but because they, because they were men, it was like, oh, it's manly to, <laughs> to binge this food, you know? And in reality, I think, you know, the girls would sort of, uh, maybe, unfortunately, you know, because we're so more obsessed with like, you know, like not getting any bigger. Um, I suppose, you, you know, when you'd have these big binges, you'd be like, oh, you know, more concerned with it. Um, whereas for the guys, it was sort of this like bragging thing. Um, again, like not so much on the top of the coaching, but just just letting things like that just just slide by. I think is oh, wish that hadn't happened to me. I wish we'd had some sort of guidance there. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you said that actually because that's how I feel just in general about the fitness industry and like body image issues and like disordered eating behaviors is that we do let it slide all of the time you know we watch it under the rug or stigmatize people who do experience that and you kind of touched on the difference between the way that these behaviors um are viewed whether it happens with a, a woman or with a man you know we have these different interpretations but i think conscientiousness and assuming that degree of responsibility and care if you're coaching someone is super important and being able to raise awareness of actually this is what my client or my athlete is going through and I don't think that's okay and isn't there something that we can potentially do here um Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting that that kind of resonates with your own experience as an athlete growing up um I think we've had a, a really insightful conversation about your own experience it's been really interesting to chat to you um I just wanted to thank you for for coming on and being open about your your own experience um thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah what have you got coming up for the rest of the year I know we touched on this briefly before our call but I think people might be interested to know what the situation is of you currently yeah. Um, I'm going back to Wales uh, next month, at the beginning of the next month. I've got a few seminars lined up because <laughs> finally um, gyms are opening, uh, or have opened in the UK. Um, Jiu-Jitsu in Ireland is finally going to reopen in July. Might be doing a camp 
might be having an MMA fight end of the summer. <laughs> um, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, so finally things are starting to come back, which is a relief. Can finally feel positive. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having me on as well. I really appreciate it. That was yeah, 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 thank you for the conversation. I'm looking forward to, to keeping up with everything that you've got coming up. I think, you know, hopefully it'll be a better year this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>hope you enjoyed that episode if you did feel free to share on instagram and tag me at shannonbeer underscore check out the show notes to learn more about today's guest thanks so much for listening until next time Mm